happy Thursday. It is Black Hearted Mama. Thank you for joining me. Make sure you like, share, hashtag, leave me some reviews. Good or bad, I'm ready. I am working on my um still, but this particular topic today hits home for me. I was a college athlete from the time of five years old on I looked at a sport as competitive I was a competitive softball player I look back at moments of my life and remember it revolving around softball I remember my most favorite person in the world one of them at least sitting in the stands and cheering me on. I remember at 10 years old, putting so much, so much heart and blood, sweat, tears into a sport that I loved. I remember the first time I won a state championship in softball and the way it felt. I remember going to the University of Arizona and being surrounded by giants. Women that would go on to be Olympians. At such a young age, I chose to play college softball. And I was going to do whatever it took to do it. Now with that being said... Over the past two weeks, something occurred in the softball world, in the softball universe. The catcher from James Madison committed suicide. Mental health is huge. I wish, and I will tell my children this, and I will tell anyone who asks, I wish I took some deep breaths more often. I wish I took in the small moments. I wish I took in the fact of not being so serious. I remember in high school in particular, playing on a Saturday, giving it all probably a doubleheader, and making sure if I was to lose, to go outside and get the sports paper and throw it away because it would show me as the losing pitcher. I put so much pressure on myself, and my parents saw it. They got someone for me to talk to. The stress as an athlete is huge, especially of a college athlete. I never want my children to experience the constant anxiety and stress the way I did. 
My heart goes out to James Madison softball and the family that no longer has a daughter. James Madison has decided to call off their season. They're done. They finished 21 and 21. The fact that they put forward mental health for their athletes after a tragic loss is so important. Now, I'm going to tell you of a typical softball schedule for a college athlete. Now, this is at a Division II school. Your day starts at 4.45 a.m. It starts with you brushing your teeth and getting ready for a morning workout that starts at 5.15. From 5.15 to 7, you bust your ass. Most likely conditioning or weightlifting. Keep in mind, this starts as soon as you're able to practice by NCAA. Softball's all year round. That 7 o'clock hits and you have class at 8 or even 7.30. You go home, take a shower, ice up, probably while you're getting ready for your day. And you go to those classes. In between those classes, you may go to the trainer because something's sore or something doesn't feel right and get some treatment and head off to your next class. Typically... Practices start right about 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock on, you are put through drills. You are put through a typical softball practice, how you can imagine ground balls, pop flies, hitting, whatever it may be that day. But you know that the coaches are there watching you to decide who's going to play. And by the way, you will hear my little one in the background. You will also be experiencing talking to your other players, you know, your friends, telling them what's going on in between throwing balls, doing drills, getting water. Your practice is over when the sun goes down. At that time, you gather yourself up, head to the training room, get some more ice. Then you head to dinner. Hopefully, you make it to the cafeteria in time. If not, it's good old ramen noodles. Or in my case, I wasn't a huge fan of the ramen part, so it was just noodles for me. And then you start on your homework, whether that be at tutoring at the library with your teammates, whether that be on your own, finishing up papers, finishing up homework. And then hopefully you get to take a shower and get yourself into bed at a decent hour because it all starts again at 4.45. I, playing softball, knew it was a commitment. And every school I went to, I wanted to perform for my teammates, for the coaches that gave me a chance. 
I am a 5-1 college softball pitcher. I beat the odds. But that came with great sacrifice. That came with me sobbing uncontrollably at the age of 12 thinking I'm not good enough or people making fun of me because I am so short. But damn it, I'm going to bring that ball and give it the best I can. I met amazing, amazing athletes going to school. I treasure those friendships. It may be just be on Facebook, but I can always look back and remember a time with them. Playing college softball taught me to be tough or even more tough than I already was. But it also gave me a sense of not a typical college lifestyle. You know, I joke with my husband who was in a fraternity and how he lived, I call it such the posh life of not having a sport control you. Instead, his is of what party he wants to go to or what bar he's going to go to that night or what are him and his buddies going to do. I didn't have that. I had the constant worry of not being good enough. I wanted to make my parents proud. My parents sacrificed so much for me to play a game of softball. My parents weren't wealthy then. My parents would do anything for the sport I love and that I truly was so happy playing. Even during the tough times in the sport, my mom would always have a positive for me and maybe that's the teacher inside of her. And my dad... I never wanted to disappoint. Now, with this being said, and it being Mental Health Month and the recent events that have occurred, I want to share with you a page that actually my friends that I ended up playing college softball with shared and led me to her page. And I want to give her a shout out and just say how thankful I am for her starting this um, amazing program. And that's No Jersey Left Behind. Now, she is a LSU softball alumni. She is now the assistant coach at Boise State Softball. And she created this amazing program. And her name is Allie. Wall Jasper. You can find her on Facebook and it leads you to No Jersey Left Behind. I actually remember watching um, the game right now that is on the screen as soon as you click to it and how awesome of an athlete she is. And I want to share this with you. It is on the front page of her No Jersey Left Behind for athletes by athletes. Being an athlete, especially in college, is demanding. It's a lot of work. There's a lot that is asked from you, from one individual. Your schedule is go, go, go. There are new relationships, new life lessons, 
new things that happen when you're on your own. School, demanding schedules, demanding coaches. Absolutely. There are so many parts to being an athlete in college. So many. So, so many. No Jersey Left Behind strives to change the narrative and end the stigma surrounding mental health amongst student-athletes. It provides an outlet for student-athletes to share their experiences, identify obstacles and problematic behavior, and create a plan of action to achieve the desired outcome and result. Through our team of life coaches, we will help the athlete navigate through the process to achieve a goal on and off the field. Amazingly put. Amazingly put. Now there's another part of this that I wanted to share. You have a purpose and have a meaning. Embrace life for what it is and whatever it may throw at you. Life is complicated but yet beautiful. And you are a beautiful human. Let us be your army and stand in your corner. Let's start a conversation. And that is absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Underneath you'll see change your narrative. Click on that. And start chatting. You know, and if you are in a crisis or maybe in danger, please use the resources below to get immediate help. And it lists resources for you to get this help. For example, 1-800-273-8255 is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Call it. Call it. There's only one of you. Not ever another, there's never going to be another copy. And I tell that to my children every single day. Be you, darling, because there's no one else like you. I am just so amazed by what she is doing and how it hits home for me. And being a former college athlete, I encourage you, if you are an athlete or going to be in college and be an athlete, talk. Get out there and communicate. Get on this chat. Express your feelings. And you know what? It's okay. To talk openly. When I first signed to play college sports, it was in 2006. I remember my parents being so proud of me. I remember the rush of feelings the year prior as letters started coming in. Denials or acceptance or whatever it may be, I held on to them all. And my mom still has them. I, again, was a five-foot-tall pitcher from a very small town. Not huge. But I loved that game of softball so much. And my parents provided the outlets for me to get better. For example, sending me to camps, getting me on great travel ball teams, sacrificing so much when it came to their life, their personal life, their career, my sister, and her coming along when I'm already 
you know, playing competitive t-ball and competitive, you know, coach pitch and my sister coming along and being my mom's sidekick through those 10-hour trips to the tournament, through going and watching me play in the dead heat in Arizona or Texas, going and watching me play in Iowa and bringing me home. My parents sacrificed so much for me to play a game. And I know the feeling of being hopeless. I was very fortunate that I had a call away. My mom and I, I was extremely open with my mother, as well as um, my therapy explained to me by having that person to call and vent or have a good cry or explain something that's going on. It was so important. I personally don't ever want my children to feel the way I did at times and feeling alone. I think No Jersey Left Behind is an amazing outlet. And I again, I will tag it in the show notes on how... It is just so amazing what Allie has done. Um, you can also find her on Facebook if needed. Mental health amongst athletes is so very important. You know, there's so many things going on with being a student athlete, whether it's grades, whether it's wondering if you're going to be a starter, wonder if personal life. What's going on there with boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, someone you like, somebody that you met at a party, whatever it may be, it's there. And you're juggling all of it. You know, and it's so easy for people to say, oh, don't have a relationship at college. Don't go out in college. It's so easier said than done. And... I feel that the balance of your life is so important. You know, your end goal with becoming a college athlete is, yes, to play a sport, but also go to school at the same time. You get the best of both worlds. A college degree and a chance to play in Places you never thought you would. And play a sport you love. And I truly feel as if sharing this will help someone. If it just helps one person, I think we've already hit our goal. Again, it's not easy. It's a very demanding schedule, whether it's balancing your morning workouts and making sure you get some breakfast so you don't feel weak um, in the morning before your classes or through your classes and maybe even getting some lunch in between before practice. For me, it was always just probably a 
Nutri-Grain bar or <laughs> an RX bar. Um, but at that same time, it was, that's what was available, and I did it. I also want to share with you is that there's a transformation that happens when you become a college athlete. Some schools believe in conditioning and really reinforcing that healthy lifestyle, healthy eating choices. I was involved in one program that truly changed my body type. I lost within the first semester 33 pounds, health, but in a healthy way. I felt so good about myself. I have always been not a super skinny girl, but I became chiseled, rock hard. I was so proud of the progress I made. But with that came sacrifices of me being sometimes hungry, me watching what I ate. Of course, alcohol was not at all part of that diet. There wasn't really the party scene for me at all at that time. And then you learn to find that happy medium. Now, I am going to tag everything in the show notes for y'all to look up on your own and take it all in. Again, my heart is with James Madison and the loss as well as the family of their awesome catcher. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but they actually made it to the College World Series last year and was the Cinderella story. Lauren Barnett was the catcher last year. Sorry, Lauren Burnett. I apologize for that. She was the catcher for that Cinderella run. I'm going to share something before I get off here in regards to Lauren. She was 20 years old. She died by suicide. And this is a statement that was put out. This was an extremely difficult decision, one that was not made lightly. JMU head coach Lauren Laporte said in Monday's statement about canceling the rest of the season. We will use this time to continue healing and to honor Lauren's memory while finishing the academic semester strong and focusing on that. It's beautiful. They do need to heal. They do need that time. And to be able to honor Lauren. She was just a sophomore, majoring in biology with a minor in pre-vet. She was just named player of the week prior to her suicide on April 25th. One phone call can change it all. One conversation could change it all. 
please keep that in mind for the month of mental health. Also, I want to express, again, what Allie is doing is an amazing, amazing cause. No jersey left behind. And again, I'm tagging that in our show notes. Please make sure you like, share, send a review, follow me. Next podcast will be a true crime. Thank you again for joining me. And our next, we'll dive into some true crime. And have a great weekend and enjoy Cinco de Mayo.